Hello and welcome to the Shock Your Potential podcast. I am your host, Michael Sherlock. Each one of us holds great potential, and tapping into that potential is my passion and my mission. Shock Your Potential is a global leadership training company dedicated to creating positive, productive, and profitable workplaces. We develop, nurture, train, and guide leaders at all levels and at all points in their career. Through this podcast, I get to interview amazing leaders who are shocking their own potential and the potential of those around them. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com and shockyourpotentialpodcast.com. And don't forget to check out my two best-selling books, Tell Me More, How to Ask the Right Questions and Get the Most Out of Your Employees, and Sales Mixology, Why the Most Potent Sales and Customer Experiences Follow a Recipe for Success. Join us now as we meet another great guest. And don't forget, subscribe, rate, and like us today. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Shock Your Potential. You know, in this series where we're talking with authors, it's so fun not only to talk about their books, but to really talk about why any of us are crazy enough to write a book, much less uh, those crazy enough to write multiple books. But there's something about it. There's something about authors. So I am very pleased today to have Dave Dragon with me. And uh, Dave is with his own uh, consulting company. We're going to talk a little bit about that. But he's written a book which... I've, I've been able to have some of the excerpts of it. I love it. I love the concept, but I just want you to, to stick with this, this name. I solve mysteries. Now, as we get into this, you're going to say, what kind of mysteries does he solve? And that's where it's even cooler because it's not the kind of mysteries that you think. So first of all, Dave, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah. Thank you for having me on your podcast. It's a real privilege to be with you today. Well, we're part of the same publishing family, so it's always nice to have some of my family members on and be able to talk about what they're doing. So, you know, introduce yourself, a little bit about your background and a little bit about your company, and then, you know, tell us a little bit about why you wrote this book. Sure. So uh, my name's Dave Dragon. Yes, my name is really Dragon. That comes up all the time. Uh, <laughs> I do have a lot of nicknames that go with Dragon too. So um, I, I usually kind of blend a little bit of humor in some of the presentations I do relative to my nickname. Uh, I'm the president of uh, Dragon Management Consulting. I'm uh, based here in uh, St. Petersburg, Florida. Um, uh, our company does uh, technology and uh, process uh, innovation and consulting. Uh, so we, uh, we focus primarily in the manufacturing space and distribution. That's uh, kind of our sweet spot. Um, I uh, have kind of an interesting blend. I spent, uh, spent first half of my career in uh, industry uh, and uh, working my way through the corporate ladder. My background's accounting and supply chain and sales. Um, and then uh, after I got my MBA, I made the, uh, the leap into technology and uh, went to work for Oracle. So that was a, a real eye-opening experience. And uh, I've been more no kidding. technology, yes, very much so. I've been more of a technology and process consultant since then. So, Which is really fun uh, because about the mysteries that you solve are, are really intriguing, from, especially from a corporate standpoint. Right. Yeah. So typically what happens and where we came up with I'd Solve Mysteries, 
Um, when I go in and work with a company, they typically bring us in for some type of a business process problem or technology problem. And uh, when you get there, they think they know what's going on, but actually they really don't. They just really feel the symptoms of the pain associated with what their problem is. So um, our, mm -hmm. our, our mission is really to kind of diagnose, diagnose and do diagnostics around all the different process aspects and how they use technology. Um, so what happens is as you're going through this process, you're starting to identify these different clues and uh, through the clues, uh, you're starting to find what the true mystery is. And in many cases, when you present that to the client, they're like, nah, that can't be what's really going on. <laughs> so it's really important for us to be able to have really good documentation uh, relative to what, uh, what we're finding as we go through here. So that was kind of like the gist of how we came up with the name I Solve Mysteries is when we walk into these companies, we really don't know what's going on and they don't know what's going on half the time. I think what you just said, and when you described this in the beginning, it's such an important message. You said they think they know what's going on because they feel the pain or they feel the you know results of that. And you know, I love the fact that you work in this really specific kind of space because it's the same challenge as going in and helping a company with their leadership issues. You know, when I get called to come in and say, hey, we need to have somebody, you know, work with our global uh, leadership team. And I say, okay, great. What's the problem? Because I want them to tell me what they think the problem is because it helps me to understand where, not just where I need to start, but where I need to help them to be able to see things differently. And so when you're looking at, you know, technology issues or you're looking at breakdowns in bigger systems, it's easy to, to assume we know where some of the problems are, but oftentimes people get blinders on, um, you know, to, to something that's going on within their own company or within their own team and helping them to, you know, kind of pull back those layers is really important, but not easy. Right. Yeah. So, um, you know, what typically happens is you, um, you start feeling the symptoms of the issue and the symptoms pop up in a place where actually the problem doesn't exist. Right. So um, in my book, mm -hmm. I talk about these different roles that we have to play. Um, and it's a very different kind of approach taking a look at it. So, you know, uh, one of the first roles I talk about, uh, we, um, we are, are um, uh, archaeologists, right? So we have to go into a company and look at all of their artifacts, uh, their Excel spreadsheet, mm -hmm. their reports, you know, various PowerPoint presentations they may have. Um, and then we start creating our own artifacts um, as we're doing our analysis. So that's the first thing that we, we do is really start digging into the, the documentation. Uh, then what we do is we are uh, anthropologists uh, because mm -hmm. you know if you're trying to understand how a company operates, we need to understand the company culture. And the anthropologists you know, look at uh, cultures of society. So my society is the company that I'm working with. Um, so now we've got some of the documentation. Now we've got an understanding of their culture. And as we put these two things together, now we're playing the detective and this is where we're solving the mysteries. So that's the first part of what we do in the project is the, uh, the archeologist and the anthropologist. And then we um, throw on our detective hat and that's where we start solving <laughs> the mysteries. Now, when you start solving the mysteries, as you know, uh, you know, people really half the time don't like what you find. Um, exactly. 
and and they uh, actually and I use it in the book I talk about quite uh, quite a bit is uh, we go through the five stages of grief um, and you would say hmm in a business process you're going to be dealing with the five stages of grief I thought that was more on a humanistic side and it's like well actually <laughs> it plays out quite well because the first time we present what the mystery is what we've solved uh, they go into denial and they're like there's no way denial. why did we that is not happening Right. Why did we even hire you? You know, who are you people? What are you doing? Trouble, you know? Um, so, you know, that's the, the first thing. And then, you know, as we start, and they may even go into anger right away too, between denial and anger, they're in there right away. So then as you start giving them more of the artifacts that we've uncovered and uh, talking about the cultural issues that we've identified, now they get angry, right? So, First, they typically get angry at themselves because it's like, yeah. why do we have to hire somebody to come in and figure out what's going wrong here, right? We should be able yeah. to do this ourselves. So the first thing they do, they get angrier at themselves. Then the next thing that happens is they get angry at you. Why did we <laughs> hire you then, you know? So it's a really exactly. kind of a, a very emotional uh, dynamic. And that was really one of the reasons that I, I wrote the book uh, because what happens is um, if you don't tell people up front, these are the kind of emotional issues that they're going to deal with, it really bogs the process down and bogs the project down because yeah, now you've got to deal with all of this. So what, what I wanted to do with the book is tell people up front, as I'm going in and I'm doing this work for you, you're actually going to get all this emotional roller coaster you're going through, right? Yeah. So very yeah. simple to what you do. Yeah. In fact, when I used to um, take on medical uh, offices as clients long ago, when I was doing more consulting rather than training, which may seem a little odd, but I would sit down with the physicians and I'd say, okay, before I accept you as a client, which always threw them off because they thought, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, I was there to, uh, you know, beg for their business. And I'm like, before I accept you as a client, um, there's a couple things you need to know. I'm going to tell you things you don't like. And I'm going to tell you to do things that you don't want to do. And you're going to need to do them. Mm -hmm. And not just because you need to, but because I'm not going to let you screw up my reputation. <laughs> right, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So and now, this, yeah, go mm -hmm. ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say, so it was really interesting because, you know, as I would evolve with people, I would remind them because I'd say with, you know, a lot of times they'd say, okay, no, we're all in, we're completely there. You know, we want you to do this. And I'd say, okay, but I'm going to remind you of this conversation probably each of you three times because you will forget and you will go through, you know, to your point, these different emotions and you're not going to like the things that I say. You're not going to like the things that I find. Um, but I'm going to help you make a better clinic, a better office. I'm going to make you more money. So remember that every time you're like, but I don't want to do that. Or that's not me because I'm going to put it back at you. And I <laughs> did it many, many times. <laughs> right. That's, that's the goal, right? We're here to help you. You may, you know, not, not like the diagnosis, but you know, that's what we're here to do. Right. So, you know, after they get the anger part, then they go into negotiating. Right. So, uh, you know, you mean you, you paint a picture where this is so bad, so bad. It's not that bad, is it? Well, okay, project leader, why don't you explain what we found? And, you know, in many cases, it's as bad or sometimes worse. Because, as you said, if you keep peeling the layers of the onion back, you get more and more information. 
And as we go into the steering committee meetings and we're presenting this, and now we've got more information from the artifacts, um, and they're, then they're in the negotiating. Do we do something? Do we not do something? It's not as bad as you say it is, blah, 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 blah. So uh, it's a very interesting dynamic, right? Um, and then yes. finally, um, you know, what happens is if it's really that bad, and you, as you say, you, you, you're, you're, you're looking at my reputation, right? You know, then the depression said, yeah. oh, man, this is like way, way, way more difficult than we expected it to be. So a lot of my job, because I know this is what's going to happen, is get them through denial, anger, negotiating, and get them out of uh, depression as soon as I can. Because if I can't get them out of yes. depression, we're not going to go through acceptance. And to be right. able to move the project forward, I have to get people to acceptance. Absolutely, they have to. And if you're absolutely right. There's so many... Um, emotions that are tied to a business which you'd think that especially in certain industries you'd think that there would be less emotion but you know we're human beings so regardless of what our background is our skill set our education we still go through emotional roller coasters because we're human oh exactly yeah i mean this is um you know part of being a human and and going through the process of being able to make a decision right because it's at the acceptance level, we're finally able to make a decision on what we're gonna do going forward. And there have been cases where, you know, you work on a project and they get to acceptance and the acceptance is we're not gonna do anything. Yeah, so, oh gosh, yes. It's all this time <laughs> and it's like, okay, we're not gonna do anything. Thanks for telling us, you know, appreciate your time. You know, we'll see you later. Uh, but that's not what we're there for. We're there to help make improvements for the company. I had that happen once with a client. I had, um, after we you know, did all those pieces, because it's very similar, um, all the steps as you uncover and you help them understand and you get them there. And I had, I had finally brought them all awareness that, um, so this was in the hearing space. So they were all ear, nose and throat doctors and they had a very big hearing aid clinic. And their head audiologist, who is a very nice person, she did not do anything uh, technically wrong. So mm -hmm. she, but I mean, there's lots of times I found fraud and lots of things. She did not do anything technically wrong, but because there were no uh, structures in place, she had given out $430,000 worth of hearing aids for people to try mm -hmm. and had no accounting of them. Oh, yeah. She didn't, she didn't even keep a simple Excel spreadsheet. And I said, you guys, I know you love her. I know you've, you know, had her with your practice forever. She's a good person, but you have to hold her accountable to mm. this list because yeah. you want to know why you're not making money. <laughs> I just gave you a half a million dollars reasons why you're not making any money. And in the very end, they're like, well, we, we're afraid that if we tell her she has to do that, we'll lose her. Mm. And I said, well, then if you lose her, you will give yourself a half a million dollar raise. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, then you gotta, you know, you gotta track the, you know, like in clinical trials, right? You gotta track what happens with it, right? So yeah, here's your list. Yeah. You know, what 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 did you get from it? Good, bad, or indifferent, right? Yeah. Finally, uh, they're like, well, can't you just fix it another way? I said no, so I fired them. They, <laughs> I'm like, I can't work <laughs> with you as a customer, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, a lot of cases, you know, I'm and, and you do the same thing. I'm working on large projects where I've got this uh, steering committee. And it's a real cross-functional team. Oh, yeah. So, you know, I may be identifying something where they said it was in the sales and marketing area, but it actually is in the supply chain. 
or it's in the supply mm. chain and it's showing up in sales and marketing. So yeah. now you've got the, the cross-functional dynamic that you have to kind of balance, right? You know, we're, 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 we're conductors, all right? We are yeah. conducting and, and, and orchestrating the conversation. And, you know, there can be obviously kind of uh, conflicting uh, opinions and conflicting needs. So now we're trying to make sure we're balancing off, you know, to get the best thing done and getting everybody on the same page. Because the most important thing is, you know, the, the executive sponsor and the steering committee and the project leader and the project team, they all have to be on the same page and singing the same tune. So that's a big yeah. part of what we do to get everybody in agreement as to what the issue is and then come up with the strategy of how we're going to move forward. So Dave, you have a very successful business in and of itself. So what made you decide to write a book? Well, there, it, it gets back to a lot of what we were just talking about. Um, over the years, there was always this frustration working on projects where they got bogged down and they slowed down. Yeah. And it was people going through the emotional uh, decision-making process. Um, and then the other thing was, and particularly on uh, the, some of the last couple of projects, um, I was working with a lot of early career and mid-career professionals that had never been exposed to a big optimization and transformation process. So they were kind of learning on the fly. Um, and it, it just dawned on me that between, you know, um, slowing the whole process down going through this and not educating people up front as to what to expect, there seemed to be this big void and gap. Because uh, I wanted to bring efficiency. So what do I do? I do optimization and transformation projects, and it's all about efficiency. So now I'm thinking if I write this book and be able to kind of um, tell people what to expect and educate them up front, then I'm building another level of efficiency into the project. And now I'm going to be able to move faster and I'm going to be able to move more efficiently. And I'm not going to have to deal with a lot of the same issues that I typically had to deal with on projects. So that I was kind of the gist of why I wrote the book. I so love it's really it. So in the so in the process of writing it, what's, what's the biggest lesson that you learned? Oh, boy, the biggest lesson that I learned, find a good publisher. Yeah, that's uh, probably, I mean, they were, uh, they were awesome during the whole process. No, so, you know, basically you, you give them a little part of your manuscript for them to read. They decide if they're going to take you on. And then, you know, you got to go mm -hmm. and finish up the manuscript. And then that's where the real fun comes in the collaborative work. You know, it's like, okay, what are you really trying to say here? You know, and then mm -hmm. I'd go back and read it. And I had edited the book maybe four times before I sent it to him. And then I go back and read it. And I'm like, that's a good clue. I have absolutely no idea what I'm talking about here. I can't even understand what I'm talking about. <laughs> so it was a whole <laughs> process of helping to kind of call you know, a very clear and distinct message uh, that you're putting into the book, all right? Um, and then, like, then the fun part starts, right? So now it's like, okay, what do you want as a title? So I had a couple mm -hmm. of thoughts, and this, uh, I Solve Mysteries had been kind of lingering in the background. Um, so I, I said, um, basically what I do is I solve mysteries. And they were, like, quiet on the other end. And I said, what? And they go, that's perfect. We're not changing <laughs> That's the name of your book, I Solve Mysteries. Um, so then from there, then we had to go into the cover design. So that's, that was really creative. Um, the, mm. the team came up with a number of different kind of concepts uh, of what they thought would be a good cover for the book. 
and um, and they didn't take what I thought was going to be my cover. So that was you know got to go with the professional. Um, and then as I was explaining the target market, they said, "Oh, okay, we got a kind of really good idea of what we want to do with the with the cover of the book." So then, you know, then we came up with the cover that ultimately, you know, we're using on the book. So it was that whole collaborative process. Um, mm -hmm. And then it's like crunch at the very end. Okay. Now, you know, you're going to publish this book and you better make sure that what's in the book is what you want in the book. Right. So yep. this is your time to add a couple things, take out a few things, you know, so that final process of kind of, uh, solidifying the final manuscript to be able to go to publication. That was a, a very, very, again, it was a very uh, uh, interoperable time with the team going back and forth on certain things. So uh, that was a great, that was a great process. I mean, I, uh, I learned a lot, obviously, and I had a great time working with the team. Yeah, it is, it is really unique. In fact, while we're, for anybody who's watching the video version, pop your book up for a moment so we can see it um, because the cover is excellent. I solve mysteries. It just is such a, uh, it's such a great visual. Um, but I agree, you know, the, the process of, of, of working with a team that really, really cares about what you're putting out and really cares about what they're putting their name on is, is fantastic. But I remember too, until you said that I'd forgotten about that point, cause I'm not there with my third book yet, but where you, where you uh, have to make those final decisions mm -hmm. and you have to do that final read through and you have to stop yourself from making a thousand more edits cause it's already been typeset. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. You just kind of tweak no. it at the end. Yeah. Yes, I know. And then as you send it off, it's both terror and elation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's like, wow, I finally got this done. This is great. You know, and then, yes. oh, okay, I finally got it done. <laughs> yes. Right. Thank goodness. I know. Yeah. So how has, how has writing this book helped you to shock your own potential and the potential for your consulting firm? Well, you know, uh, my uh, my goal with the book was always to be able to uh, educate people. Um, you know, at this um, part of my career, I really want to kind of give back to people. And I talk about this in the very beginning of the book. You know, my, my goal right now is to take all the years of experience and all these different projects and uh, be able to give back to the next generation of people that are going to be working on projects like this. So uh, that's really uh, the, the goal that I have for the book. And I've done a, a number of training sessions with the book now uh, based on the book. Uh, right now, um, because of what we're facing with uh, COVID-19, um, putting together a new uh, webinar series to be able to kind of reach out to people. Uh, because, you know, typically you have to, you know, when you're working with clients, you're on site with them. Uh, yep. But right now that, that, that can be a little bit of a challenge. Uh, so uh, yeah. I'm putting together a webinar series that I'm going to start in um, August. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm going to primarily focus on uh, small to medium-sized businesses who uh, typically don't have a lot of access to uh, consultants like me. Um, mm -hmm. And so it'll be a multi-month uh, uh, process. Um, I want to have it where I'm walking hand in hand with them as they're going through their project. Uh, so it'll be uh, starting in uh, August, we'll do August, September, October, November, and follow the chapters in the book. Um, and then uh, they'll be able to have uh, some time with me every month to do one-on-one -on -one, uh, kind of consultation to be able to kind of help them with some of the issues that they may be dealing with on their project. 
So that's kind of like my next thing that I really want to do with the, uh, the book is kind of, you know, use the um, uh, webinar format to be able to reach uh, more people and uh, be able to kind of, you know, again, provide this knowledge that I've accumulated over the years. Nice. That's a very good pivot. And I think that, uh, you know, businesses, not just with uh, where we are with COVID right now, but, you know, really looking into the future, we know that business is going to change in so many different ways, because, you know, we are going to see more people working remotely, we are going to have, you know, benefits, and we're going to have more challenges. So I think the most successful businesses are the ones who are saying, okay, how do I look at this in the long-term perspective and, and make sure I'm meeting my clients' needs, but in a way that maybe none of us would have expected before? Right. One of the, um, the things that the uh, publishing team, Kate at uh, Silvertree, recommended that I uh, get involved with uh, the National Speakers Association. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I joined that last year. And uh, another one of the authors uh, in Silvertree, uh, Jeff Nally, was uh, mm -hmm. very instrumental in kind of... Uh, you know, pushing me in that direction. We have a great chapter here in the Tampa, uh, Orlando area. Uh, so I mm -hmm. said, okay, you know, I'll go to the first meeting and just kind of give it a try and see what it's like. Uh, so I show up and like half the people there already know me. And I'm like, How do you know me? <laughs> oh, uh, Jeff Nally told us you were coming. And there's another lady yeah, that's in the, nice in the awkward pool, you know? So, mm -hmm. yeah, but, but with that, right? Um, we have these monthly meetings, and uh, in the June meeting, they were talking about, you know, the new world of public speaking and training. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I had been thinking about doing this webinar series, but, you know, it's like you got to get a little bit of a uh, boost once in a while. And I yeah. uh, said, you know, this is what I need to do right now with this. You know, I, I miss that intimate uh, connection with my clients, working with the client teams. But in today's environment, you know, they're like, there are people who are really uh, thriving out there in the new format doing these uh, webinars. Mm -hmm. And they do actually get a broader reach of people they can touch. So um, that's kind of pretty yep. exciting. And a, a lot of it came from, you know, the things that I've learned with the National Speakers Association over the last year, and particularly at June meeting, where they were really talking about people are changing the way they're thinking, because we don't know how long this is going to last. And we can't, right. so we can't keep moving forward. Yeah. And that's why I, uh, you know, moved faster on my app as well. So, you know, I'd been wanting to do an app for a long time and, but I, you know, was speaking and training and flying all over. So there wasn't the same time and there wasn't the same urgency. And now that uh, we have launched our app, it is so phenomenal to me. The opportunities are so great. And it's just, we have so many fun things to run, to roll out that I would have never thought about had I not been forced to, uh, you know, have my wings clipped like everybody else uh, in March. So, there's great opportunity as long as we're looking for it. <laughs> right. I think, you know, for a lot of people, uh, this has kind of been a reflective time uh, to kind of think of different ways of doing things. Um, and, and that's one of the things that I, I want to do with this webinar series, because, you know, business has been disrupted. Business models have been disrupted. Business processes have been disrupted. Uh, you know, people have been in a survival mode for the last couple of months just to try to keep their head above water. But now yep. what we're going to be running into is if we're going to be able to sustain ourselves today and in the future, we got to change the way we've been doing things. So yep. that was one of the big um, uh, gist about getting this uh, webinar series uh, going to be able to help those people start moving forward with their projects, uh, been in a more structured and, uh, you know, defined way. So 
all the different yeah. methodologies and approaches that I've built over the years, be able to kind of transfer that to uh, the people that really need some help uh, moving these projects forward, because they're going to have a lot on their hands going forward. Yeah, I agree. Well, I love it. We're almost done, but, uh, and we'll have all of your contact information on our show notes or in our show notes. But if anybody wants to look you up right now, what's the best way for them to find you? Well, I can be uh, found in a couple of different places. I have a Dragon Management Consulting website, um, uh, Dave Dragon on LinkedIn. I also have uh, Dragon Management Consulting on LinkedIn. So those three are probably the best ways of uh, reaching out to me. I do have contact forms, so you can get in touch with me just by sending me a quick message. Perfect. Well, Dave, before we go, do you have any last words of wisdom or pearls of advice for my listeners and viewers? Uh, well, you know, we, um, we all are in this together. Um, you know, we've uh, had a jolt to our, our society and our businesses right now. But, uh, you know, America is a, a, a group of people who pick up ourselves and dust ourselves off and keep moving forward. So, um, you know, if you're in business and uh, you're going to need some help in getting your um, uh, projects kind of organized and moving forward, you know, uh, there's no time better than to get started with us. So, um, you know, Good luck to everybody, and uh, I think at the end of this, we'll uh, we'll all learn a lot and come out, you know, in a better place. I agree. Thank you, Dave. It's been such a pleasure getting to speak with you. I am so happy we are connected, and look forward to seeing more of your success. Yeah, thank you, Michael. I really appreciate the time. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Shock Your Potential. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and like our podcast. And for more information, find us at shockyourpotential.com and shockyourpotentialpodcast.com.